Welcome to UC Today with me, David Dungay. Today, I have with me Blair Pleasant from Confusion and Paul Clark from Polly. Welcome to the show, guys. How are we today? It's good. Thanks for doing? having us. Doing fine. Yes, yeah, good. To be, great to be here once again. Excellent. Excellent. Well, look, today we're going to be talking about um, the return to the office trend we're all seeing right now. We're in various stages of, of this trend at the moment throughout the world. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's do a few introductions. Um, Blair, would you like to kick us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the business. Sure. Uh, so I'm Blair Pleasant, President and Principal Analyst of Comfusion. I'm an independent analyst, and I'm also one of the BC Strategies experts. And uh, I cover unified communications, contact center, CX, collaboration, everything that falls under the business communications area. Great. And Paul? So I'm Senior Vice President for Poly here in EMEA. Um, for those people who don't know who Poly are, we're the uh, world's leading uh, vendor for uh, endpoint devices, whether it be headsets, whether it be speakerphones, whether it be desk phones, all the way through to um, uh, personal and group video conferencing equipment. Superb. Right. Well, let's let's get straight into the conversation today. Um, I want I want to start with you, Paul. Um, we're talking about return to the office. Um, obviously, a very important trend. But why we why are we all focusing on return to the office when surely you know hybrid working is the new way of working. It is the new way of working, but it's very different from what we've uh, what we've done before. You know, for the last eighteen months, we've been all stuck in our caves, working from home, and kind of getting used to it and getting on with things. Um, and it has worked. You know, we, we've been pretty productive as a as a bunch really over the last uh, eighteen months. But now offices are starting to open up. You know, there's enough vaccinations out there. People are starting to feel pretty confident to you know. Um, uh, emerge and and, and uh, go to new spaces. So so the offices are opening um, and we're going back to them, but we're not going back to them the way that we used to uh, go to the office um, because the last 18 months have shown us that, frankly, we don't have to. Um, and, and at Poly, we've, we've just commissioned uh, research, had the results, published a paper called The Evolution uh, of the Workplace. And that tells us that 69% um, of um, respondents to that survey believe that um, nine to five working is done and we're now into any time working, um, which is a major shift. Um, and essentially um, that work now can be done at home, but can be done at the office. So, so you've got the offices opening up, we're talking about offices opening up, but we're not all wanting to go back there and live there. Uh, that same research I'm referring to, 82% uh, of the respondents told us that, you know, with the offices being open, they expect to, uh, in the future, work at least one day a week from home. And actually, 54% of the respondents told us they want to do 50-50. So, so yes, offices are opening up. That's the trend at the moment. But hybrid working, that multiple location uh, work that we do is absolutely a trend that everyone's experiencing. Blair, well, I mean, what's your what's your take on this return to the office? Um, you know, will, will we see some of these old ways of working that we, uh, you know, we all forgot about over the last two years? Will they will they start to creep back in? What, what's your take on that? I, I think it's going to be a mix, and it's going to depend on the company and the location. Uh, so, what I've been saying is that my expectations are about 
you know, one third of workers are going to be in the office full time. Uh, one third will be working from home or remotely full time. And one third are going to be a combination where, um, you know, they go into the office, you know, two or three days a week. Um, so I, I think those those in office days are going to be used for collaboration and brainstorming and meeting with customers and meeting with colleagues and, and doing things that we're not as effective at um, when we can work remotely. You know, if we're writing a document or working on a spreadsheet, you know, most of us can do that, you know, pretty effectively from home if we have the right environment. But we're missing that collaboration, that, you know, water cooler stuff, you know, me meeting with colleagues. So people are going to want to get back into the office for that. Um, also, we have to remember that, you know, there are some people who don't have the optimal home office environment. You know, there are younger workers who have roommates. Um, you know, there are parents who have young kids. You know, um, I've got my gardener here right now. You know, so not everyone has the right home environment uh, to be working at home all the time. So some people do want to go back into the office um, because for some people, they can actually get more work done there. You know, I think most of us have found, you know, those last year and a half, two years, we've gotten a lot more done working from home. But for some people, they they actually prefer the office. So it, it's going to be quite a mix. And I think um, the, the key word is flexibility. You know, organizations have to be flexible. I, I have to stop. I mean, so go ahead. Absolutely. I was going to. I was going to say actually, Paul. Like, um, you know, water cooler collaboration, as you mentioned there, Blair. You know, very important uh, sort of type of collaboration that is uh, not always easy to replicate in in this remote sort of environment. But I mean, Paul, um, I wanted to ask you. You know, what, what does that translate to in terms of? The, what workers need and what the, what they or demand uh, now that they're sort of back in back in that office environment. Well, the, the, so so Blair is one hundred percent right, um, and I love her statistics because it's easier to, easier to remember than than mine. One third, one third, one third, and it's going to fall out something like that ultimately, because. Well, I mean, we may hear, uh, you know, in the press about 100% of the people are going to be back in the office is the big boss. I want them all there. And the global fight for talent, we're going to find that there's going to be a new balance. And one third, one third, one third probably may be uh, where, where it ends up. What's absolutely clear, though, is when people go back to the office um, or even to work from home, they want an equity of experience. They want to be able to participate, you know, almost independent of the location that they choose to participate from. And, and we are seeing that the demands that we saw uh, in our research were absolutely about give me equity of experience. And yes, there's going to be challenges for companies uh, because there, 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 there's going to be a, a sense of am I being included in the conversations? You know, you've got the spontane spontaneity that comes from walking down a corridor, all of those things are absolutely true. But when I'm collaborating, I want it to be such that if I'm in the office, it's video enabled because for the last 18 months, I've been using video on my desktop at home. Um, I'm going to want to have the um, environment that I work in conducive to the work that I do. So I don't want to be distracted by noise from colleagues. So businesses are going to have to be thinking about that. It's one of those interesting things. But before COVID hit, uh, the single biggest issue that uh, employees told us the experience in the office and they hated it was noise and distraction from colleagues. In our recent research, we see that front and center again is concerns from people about the noise from colleagues. So 60% of people uh, told us that they were really quite concerned about going back into the office and not being able to concentrate because of noise. And it became quite visceral. 40, 42% of people told us they, they might actually experience roy, noise rage, whatever that actually means. But, you know, you know a, a real response to the fact that, you know, 
When I was at home, I had better control of my environment, although that wasn't clean itself because 32% of people told us they did find homeworking um, distracting as well because of the noise around about them. So, so employers, as they bring people back into the office, are going to have to think about the environment. They're going to have to think about the enablement for um, equity uh, of, of experience. And they're going to have to support people because, as Blair said, different type of workers expect different type of things. So there's going to require a lot of flexibility uh, from employers in the, um, in the new world we're moving into. Yeah, I mean that 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 noise rage uh, you speak of. I know Blair, you're you're currently, uh, you know, you've got the gardener uh, outside with the leaf blower. Uh, what, what's your take on 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 this noise factor that we're hearing so much about these days? Well, it, it's a big issue, and you know, as for some people, working from home is noisier, and for some people, it's in the office. Um, you know, I, I know so many people who, you know, have the open office environment, and they just hate it because they can't collab. You know, they can't think, they can't do their work. Um, so obviously, you know, companies are coming up with different ways to overcome that. You know, we've got headsets from you know, Poly and other companies. Um, there's uh, tools in the software for. Um, you know, in, in the meeting software for uh, noise reduction, uh, we're using um, a lot of AI to um, be able to detect, you know, what's someone's voice, what's, you know, a dog barking. Uh, so we're seeing great uses of AI for that kind of thing. So I think the technology is going to keep getting better uh, to help with noise reduction. Um, but I, I think the important issue um, you talked about, you know, why people are, um, what, what workers are really demanding. Um, so I, I think what they're really demanding is the opportunity to collaborate um, because, you know, in, in person, because that's what we've really missed. You know, we've been able to do it all virtually, but I think people really want that in-person collaboration. So, you know, setting up um, rooms and, you know, uh, video conferencing rooms and meeting rooms and, and um, you know, huddle rooms so that people can do that collaboration because that's really what people are missing. You know, there's just so much you can do over video, but I, I think eventually people really do want to be back in the meeting room and you know, back in the office to be able to do that collaboration and brainstorming. Yeah, a a absolutely. I mean, and Paul, you, you spoke about uh, creating those uh, sort of experiences, if you like, uh, regardless of uh, location, making sure everyone has the same sort of access to uh, that, that working life or working experience. Um, I, I hear a lot of talk about this in the, in the market. Um, how, how far away are we actually from making this a reality? Is this something that you know, is, is possible to actually provide? Uh, and and, and uh, I think you call it an equitable experience regardless of location. Yeah, yes, it, it, def it definitely, um, you're definitely able to go a long ways towards it. But but to, to Blair's comments, um, you know, you, business leaders do need to think about the work tasks that are being undertaken because uh, the dif different spaces support different types of work tasks. There, there was research done about 10 or so years ago that looked at um, you know, the, the normal type of work that a knowledge worker does in a day, and it was broken into, it was called the four Cs, concentrate, communicate, collaborate, contemplate. And, and what we're seeing is the office, again, to Blair's point, is really being used as a center for collaboration maybe a bit of communication, but if you want to contemplate uh, or if you want to concentrate, you might want to do that at home as a subject you have in the right environment. So, so that's the start point of, um, you know, get, getting the right, um, right work environment is, well, what task is it you're, you're going to do? Then after that, it is, how are you going to do your job? And music, we, we talk a lot about collaboration. If we, if we think about that for the moment, we have been collaborating remotely um for those past 18 months and we've been using video um 
who wants to be the first person that goes back into the office when everyone else is still working uh, from home and find out that they don't have video in that meeting room <laughs> to join. So, so there's, a, if you like, a clear demonstration of how you would bring in equity as you want to have video, both in the meeting room and the office, to match that which you have at home. But of course, you go one stage further, and now there's three people in the meeting room in the office and two people sitting in the home offices. The two people sitting in the home offices, they're both presented on screen with their own tiles. Um, uh, the three people in the office are presented as three people in one tile, sort of like a third of the presence in the meeting. Okay, So you then think about how can technology bring in additional equity of experience? Well, it can do that by saying that there's three people in the meeting room. So we'll show the meeting room in a tile, but actually there's two people uh, conversing in that meeting room. I'll let's show them in their own tiles. And, and the latest uh, products from Poly, the, um, uh, the E70 new camera and the X70 video bar, they break down that environment and they'll create three video feeds. So if you have the right UCAS um, uh, solution in play, you can take those three video feeds. And now what you have is you would then have uh, the two people sitting at home with their own tiles, two people who are conversing in the meeting room in their own tiles, although they're in that meeting room, and then the whole meeting room itself. So essentially five tiles, but bringing everyone to a very similar level uh, of interaction. That's equity of experience. And it's only through thinking use cases like that uh, that um, enables Poly to develop the technology to help uh, equity of experience. So it's a wonderful example of how we can level out irrespective of where people are, are participating, that they're all contributing equally and getting the same value. So if, if I can ask a question, um, does Poly provide uh, the names for each of those individuals? So the people who are in the meeting room, does it show up um, in their individual tiles with their names. It's, it's, possi it's possible to do that. That would be um, really down to the um, UC as a, as a service provider that you had that would do that. But we know who's talking and we know who's participating. So in theory, it's possible, but that wouldn't be something we would actually do. That would be you know, part of the solution. And that's another thing where um, it's absolutely key uh, when you look at how, how the total solution provides that equity is it's an ecosystem solution that's providing it because there are so many parts that have to come together. Uh, we are a critical part from Poly by supplying the endpoint, but the vendor that you use, how it interacts, that's also very critical as well, which is why Poly, we're very strong with our alliance partners globally. Excellent. So, um, Paul, maybe you can tell me um, contact, contactless environments, uh, particularly for you know meeting rooms, um, are those still in, in, in high demand right now? We're, you know, in a lot of areas in the world, we're seeing you know, the pandemic seems to be uh, dying, dying off. Unfortunately, not, not here in the UK. But um, what, what, is, what is that demand like for those contactless environments? Meaning being able to walk in and join a meeting room and not have to, a huge interest in that. You know, um, with, with our products, we actually have technology within our products on the surface of the products that kill organisms. Um, so it's it basically it's a, a germ killing uh, factor called um, uh, microban uh, on our product. So, so you're, you're 
pretty safe using uh, poly products. But but absolutely, people are feeling very comfortable with their own devices and being able to walk into a room and continue to use your own device is something we see significant demand for. So we support that. Um, you know, we have uh, a product. I, we talk about video a lot, so I'll use that as an example. Um, we have a device uh, called a Studio USB where you can walk in with your laptop and you connect the uh, USB cable into your laptop. So, that, so really, you're not touching the screen. Um, you're not touching the video um, um, uh, device. And, and essentially, you're remote from it. You also can walk in and use your uh, mobile phone to control uh, the services as well. So there's a lot of people thinking about, how do I make sure that in the future, I'm low touch to the environment? I'm keeping myself safe. Um, and we absolutely support that, Polly. Excellent. Blair, I mean, what, what, where else do you feel, um, you know, employers need to be cognizant of, uh, of this return to the office trend, you know, when setting up, you know, maybe not just technology, but office space generally? Yeah, it's interesting. I've been hearing about um, some organizations that are using like movable furniture because they want to be able to, you know, create these collaboration pods, you know, where, where they need it. Um, but, you know, obviously the big thing is, you know, as we mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, video, everybody wants that video collaboration because we're just so used to it right now. Um, but, but there's no one uh, one size fits all, you know, so for some people, it's going to be, you know, the small huddle room for some other people, it's going to be the large conference room. So so that hasn't really changed. I think what has changed is uh, being aware of the environment and, you know, using the technologies to know, you know, uh, room utilization, you know, how many people are in a room, because uh, if you're still trying to, you know, keep on top of social distancing, which most companies are, you know, you want to make sure that there aren't, you know, too many people in the room. So using more technologies for that to, to make sure that the environment is is correct um, you know checking for room availability and uh, booking rooms ahead of time so that you're making sure that um, you you have the right space when you need it and and you uh, had asked about um, you know hands-free I'm, I'm seeing a big demand for voice controlled uh, controls for these types of things so you know checking room availability uh, booking rooms uh, controlling the conferencing devices you know using uh, voice control for all this is still um, that's what I'm seeing a big demand for um, but especially, you know, limiting the number of people in the room is huge. Um, but really transforming the office spaces into places that are optimized for teams to, to collaborate is really key. And um, I'm, I'm glad Paul brought up the democratization of meetings because that's the other thing that I'm really hearing about and the different um, screen layouts and the different ways to um, make the in office and out of office people feel that they're equal and it's just as easy for them to um, communicate and collaborate re regardless of where they are. Yeah, one of the things that, um, um, uh, well, many of the things that Blair mentioned are, are absolutely things that are coming to, and, it, and it's across the globe, um, measuring air quality um, in meeting rooms, which we can do, um, and I've probably been able to determine how many people are in meeting rooms um, we can do. You know, all of those things are about, you know, we were doing that work before um, COVID hit, but it's really come to the fore now as something that's uh, very interesting. And so there's big dynamics and change. One of, one of the interesting ones is also as well as, as we sit here, um, you know, none of us are wearing shirt and ties. Um, so we've seen as well a kind of an interesting trend in, you know, the casual, the casualization um, of uh, business, business attire. And that doesn't mean we're going to turn up in, you know, flip-flops and shorts. Well, I hope it doesn't. Um, 
but but it, but it, it is it is true. You've seen a big change. Fifty three percent of people in our in our, um, our research told us they believe the suit is now dead. As part of it, isn't it? And and that and that is as we move to this hybrid working, it kind of makes sense. You no, know, not the flip pops comment, but the suit being because we're we're now in personal spaces. All of us are calling in from personal spaces, so so we're now exposing ourselves more. So we're more comfortable in who we are and our value that we add, rather than hiding behind you know the historic suits of armor that we that we used to wear. So that's to, to all intents and purposes, you know, that's something else that we're not going to go back to post COVID. You know. Business casual is here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, we're, we're, we're coming towards the end of the conversation. I'd really, really like to give our viewers um, a few key takeaways to take with them to help them with their own uh, office strategies as they return uh, to the workplace. Um, Paul, should we, should we start with you? Do you what, I mean, and we've spoken around a lot of different themes today. What, what are your key takeaways to those business owners sort of looking to get this return to the office right? So um, it's absolutely critical people recognize hybrid working is here to stay. That's good for employers because it, it gives you more motivated staff. You have you can recruit from a, you know, a larger geographical gene pool. Um, you, you have uh, greater accessibility to staff because you can think about, you know, for example, disabled uh, workforce inclusion. Uh, you can increase your, um, your, your recruitment from stage in life, maybe child care or, or uh, parent care. So, so there's a lot to be said for employers to embrace, um, you know, hybrid working. For employees, it is fantastic. There's less commuting time. They told us in the research they love the work-life balance and they feel less stressed. So when you look at the benefits to employers and you look at the benefits to employees, it is a win-win. There is a balance to be struck, which goes back to the earlier points uh, from Blair on that one-third, one-third, one-third. But do it right capture it well and companies will thrive as will employees excellent and and blair what, what are your what are your key takeaways from today's conversation I think for organizations, what's really key is to focus on the employee experience and what the employee needs, because it's not going to be the same across the board. You know, again, younger workers are going to have a different situation than older workers. Um, it depends if you're, you know, rural or urban. So everyone has a different type of situation. So it's really important to focus on um, the employee experience and understand what it is they need. And if, if you do want people to come back into the office, you need to give them a compelling reason. Because as Paul said, you know, we love working from, I, I've been working from home for years, but for most people, this is new and they're really enjoying it, you know, not having the commute, you know, maybe having more time to work out, having that work-life balance that they didn't have before. So people really enjoy that. So if you do want people to come back into the office, give them a compelling reason. So uh, provide socialization, provide things that people are going to want to do. And for the most part, that is going to be, you know, that socialization, that collaboration, that meeting of the minds. So provide the right technology tools and spaces so that people can do that. Excellent. Well, look, Blair, uh, Paul, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed today's discussion. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for watching. We're watching me, David Dungate, on UC today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it for me. I'll see you next time.